Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, Blue Dandelions of the Apocalypse by Reed Butler. Sunset is beautiful in the time of the apocalypse, and dandelions are blue. From my vista on the hillside, the sun-painted canvas of the sky dwarfs the shattered bones of the city below. The clouds sweep skyward in streaking plumes as if they were splashed with a hasty brush. Their radiance is three-dimensional, stretched outward from and backward into the dimming canvas. Their nooks are stitched with purples and oranges. Their crannies are backlit in yellows and pinks. Each color is a gradient of warm, infinite hues, and clinging just over the farthest western hill is a blue-white nova. Pops says it's irradiated particulate that permeates the sky. Crooked Henderson claims it's the ozone layer stretched tissue thin. Sam says the sunsets have always been this way, and humanity too, that the older folks yearn for dull-skied days long past that are rosy only in memory, that humanity has always clawed our way through the ash and clutched jealously at whatever meager resources we can find. I miss the laughing older brother Sam used to be, the one who'd shown me this secret hillside where the blue dandelions grow, the Sam before he'd traded skinned knees for bitter cigarettes and a bitterer mood, the way all camp boys do when they try on calling themselves men. My hand drifts to the hidden bundle at my side. I close my eyes and pull in a deep breath to capture some of the sunset's joy. Perhaps taking in enough can stave off my own impending bitterness. Soren? Tall grass swishes against denim, and I suck in another lungful of sunset. This time I hope for its boldness. I peer up past stained blue jeans to see a smile that rivals the majesty unfolding at the horizon. Uh, hi, Cora. My tongue is thick, no boldness to be found. Wanna sit? I make too quick a motion to stretch my blanket out for her and get tangled in the fraying hem. When I yank, it yanks back harder and I topple onto my side, face flushing. She laughs. It's caught under your boot, goofball. With more grace than I have exhibited in the sum total of my entire life, she grabs her end of the blanket, untucks mine from my boot, and stretches it out neatly. She plops down and pats for me to join her. With any luck, the embarrassment burning in my cheeks goes unnoticed in the wash of rosy sunset. You really do know the best spot. Wow. Yeah, thanks. We sit in silence, staring at the light show of the apocalypse for a small eternity. She watches the sunset, and I watch her. The purples paint her beatific. The yellows highlight the dare in her smirk. She runs a hand through her wild mane of hair. When it drops back to the blanket, it lands against mine. An electric thrill zips up my arm, sets my heart to galloping, 
and suddenly I remember myself. Did you hear about the dance? I blurt. She cocks an eyebrow at me. Considering it was my mom who brought it before the council? A smile clusters her freckles. Yes, I've heard it mentioned once or twice. Uh, right. Duh. Ever since Johnny found that... The bridge of her nose crinkles and fireflies scramble in my stomach. What do they call it? Turntable. Right, the Turner table. Ever since he found it, she's been cranking away at that little machine Crooked Henderson made for her, charging battery after battery. She's a woman possessed. Says the only true way to celebrate such a find is a proper dance. The sun drops to a sliver, and the solar show slides into its polychromatic finale. It's now or never. I lift the bundle I had tucked away and offer it to her. Well, I was, uh, I was... My heart threatens to choke the words from my throat, but I remember the sun's brilliance and push through in a hoarse rasp, wondering if you might like to go with me. Another silent eternity stretches, this one long enough for me to dig a hole and bury myself. In actuality, it is only long enough for her eyes to glance down at the crumpled bouquet of overgrown dandelions I hold between us and back up. The decorative paper I'd preserved for a month and gingerly wrapped them in is flattened, smeared with their juice. The whole mess glows in enchanting ghostly blue, but the gesture is somewhat undercut by the crushed and bent petals of the wounded bouquet. A cascade of cuss words flies through my head, remembering my earlier fumbling with the blanket. I don't have a dress to wear. Oh, uh, we could... Her lips press against mine as the sun drops past the horizon, and the apocalypse fades to meaningless gray beyond the bright, searing infinity of that instant. Her lips are soft and contain all the warm colors of the clouds and then some. It feels as though the nova is trapped within my own chest and its radiance pours into every molecule of my body. She pulls away, and with her goes part of my soul. Of course I'll go, goofball, she gasps. The hillside is an illuminated blue field in the fresh twilight. Dandelions stretch as far as the curvature of the hill in all directions. Her smile returns. The rest of my soul pours into the grin on my face and we kiss again. We stay on the hillside, entwined until we can only just see each other's features in the soft glow of the blue dandelions. This has been Blue Dandelions of the Apocalypse. Written by Reed Butler. Manawaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash manawaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manawaker Studios Director of Dice is Ben Baston. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, C.B. Drogi. Thanks for listening. Thank you.
Thank you.